Good morning and a happy Monday morning to you. Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast, we've got a recap of the college football weekend, how it impacted the Oklahoma Sooners, and where the Oklahoma Sooners landed in the latest AP and USA Today coaches polls. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And now we are available for free on YouTube, so make sure you are subscribed to the show over on YouTube. Give the videos a like. Let us know how you feel about the show in the comments. Love to hear your feedback, interact with you. If you've got any questions for Twitter Tuesday, make sure you drop them over there on Twitter, Facebook, or on the YouTube channel as well. But what a great weekend of college football. Well, sometimes it's just nice to sit back and not have to watch your team play and just enjoy football for what it is. Am I right? Uh, nothing was more evident than that than when I was watching the Dallas Cowboys in the noon slot yesterday. I did not enjoy watching that game. But then I enjoyed watching the, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers game. It was just nice to sit back and watch football without having any invested or vested interest in it. Sometimes that, that football game gets a little, gets a little stressful, am I right? Um, but, man, what a, it was a good weekend. Definitely some things that happened over the weekend that impacted the Oklahoma Sooners' college football playoff chances, and we will talk about it here on the show as well. Let's start in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, they did their thing. They took care of business against a West Virginia team that had been playing really good football of late. You know, West Virginia had been had won two in a row, uh, knocked off a couple of solid teams. Um, and this was a team that looked like they were starting to turn some things around. Their defense was playing really, really well. And West Virginia just or Oklahoma State just went to Morgantown and just took care of business, beat them 24 to three. They sacked Jared Day eight times. They hold West Virginia to. If you include the sack yardage, they hold West Virginia to 0.5 yards per attempt rushing. Just, just craziness. Uh, even if you don't, if you take that yardage out, they hold West Virginia running backs to just like 2.3 yards per carry. It was a fantastic performance by the Oklahoma State defense. Uh, Spencer Sanders was solid. I mean, he threw another interception, but he did what he had to do. And and their defense is good enough for Spencer Sanders to just be the bus driver quarterback. I mean, he's a guy that's going to make plays for you. He's good with his feet. He does have enough of an arm to make plays in the passing game. Uh, I'll grant him that. I've not been a big Spencer Sanders fan. I've not really seen why people were so high on him, but he's doing what he needs to do for Oklahoma state to win football games in 2021. And with the defense that they have, what he needs to do better is not turn the ball over because against better offenses, because we know West Virginia's offense is not very good, even though they just put up 38 points on Iowa State. I'm going to chalk that up to a bad game from Iowa State. But we're starting to see Oklahoma State more and more as a threat every week. And maybe I should have taken them more seriously earlier on. But it's because of the quarterback situation. But I think their defense is strong enough and good enough to overcome the quarterback situation for Oklahoma State. The running game is good, too. They're solid. But, I mean, Jalen Warren was contained a little bit by West Virginia's defense, which they do that. West Virginia's defensive front is really good. 
And against good defensive fronts, they're going to have to get plays out of Spencer Sanders. Now, in a few weeks, we're going to find out whether the Oklahoma Sooners defensive front is good enough to contain Jalen Warren and the Oklahoma State running game. They were better against Texas Tech. We'll see what they look like against Baylor. They're getting healthier as a defense. Are they going to be able to put up the same kind of performance against the Oklahoma State running game and force the ball into Spencer Sanders' hands? That's going to be the key to that game down the road. But let's move on. Number 13, Baylor. Baylor, you had one job to do. You just had one job to do. Just take care of business heading into this weekend. And they lost to TCU 30-28. to off of an epic performance from former Oklahoma Sooners legend Chandler Morris. I say legend with uh, quote air quotes. Uh, man, he had a game 500, over 500 yards combined passing and rushing. The dude was just on fire. And if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm looking at that Baylor defense and I'm kind of licking my chops a little bit. Yes, they're really good against the run. Yes, they're really good up front. But it looks like they can be exposed a little bit in the passing game. Chandler Morris threw for 460 yards in this game. In his first start, this is a guy that had been sitting on the bench for a while, behind first behind Spencer Rattler and then behind uh, Max Duggan. Looks like he was ready to play on this on this one. So just a great performance from TCU in the wake of the um, mutual parting of the ways with Gary Patterson, um, who Lincoln Riley said, you know, earlier or last week, he said, you know, that ain't right that they let Gary Patterson go uh, mid-season. He was a guy that was kind of a legend. My wife, she agreed when she heard the news, when I told her uh, on a drive yesterday um, or Saturday night, we were driving back from a birthday party, and, and she said, really, they got rid of Gary Patterson? I said, yeah, they did. They got rid of Gary Patterson. It, it was just not working out, it, it seemed, and, and they were ready to move on. But, uh, yeah, what a surprising performance from TCU. You know, if that's the performance they get, they can continue to – make a little noise the rest of the season and, and kind of end 2021 on a high note. But Baylor, man, you, you just can't, you can't do that. You got, we've got a big game coming up. We've got the Fox big noon kickoff coming up this Saturday between and with Oklahoma and, and Baylor big game down in Waco. Now Baylor, they fall to number 18 in the latest USA Today coaches poll. And, and I think like, hopefully that'll still resonate a little bit with the voters. I mean, it was a close loss to a TCU team. But it's definitely going to impact where Oklahoma stands in the college football playoff rankings because Baylor, before this loss, was a fringe top 10 team in the college football playoff rankings. Now they're you know, barely in the top 20. So, And then let's talk about, oh, lowly Texas. Texas just cannot seem to do anything right. And I saw a great meme the other uh, yesterday. It was that it was a, a rest in peace meme with, with Caleb Williams kind of hovering over the grave and has the score of, of Texas and Oklahoma on it. And nothing has gone well for Texas since OU Texas. I mean, they've lost four straight. They've had second half leads in a lot of these games. Um, is that right? Four straight. It's hard for me to remember sometimes with all the losses. I mean, in this game against Iowa state, they had a second half lead. They were up seven to three at halftime. And Iowa State came out after the half and scored 21 points in the third quarter. And yeah. Yeah, they've lost four straight, including the OU Texas game. So it's just one of those situations that's not gone well for Texas. They've had a lot of out, outside of the field drama, off the field drama with their special teams coach. 
Steve Sarkeesian's getting in fights with his wide receivers, or at least arguments with his wide receivers. I said fights. I should have said fights. But arguments with his wide receivers, Joshua Moore. Uh, but Texas is outscored 27 to nothing in the second half in this game. And th- that's just been a theme for them all year, is that they can't seem to continue playing as well in the second half as they had in the first half. And to me, some of that's a coaching thing. Like that's a, that's a coaching mentality thing. Whatever you're saying at halftime is not resonating, resonating with the players and they're not able to play a full four quarters because that's just the, that's the issue this team's had all season long is playing a full four quarters. They've gotten beat with halftime leads, you know, several third, you know, late third, fourth quarter leads, against teams like Baylor and against, uh, you know, against Oklahoma, they had, you know, still had an 18 point lead going in, starting the second half. And so you wonder at, at what point, obviously it's still early in the Steve Sarkeesian area. If they're smart, they're going to not overreact to this. They're not going to overreact to all these losses. They're just going to let it play out because he still hasn't really even had a full recruiting class yet. This is not his team. These are Tom Herman's players. And so you got to, to me, you got to give college coaches at least, you know, five years, got to give them at least a full recruiting class plus like maybe two recruiting classes that get to junior year, like get to their upper class years. And that, yeah, I I just think, you know, patience is going to be key, but will, will, uh, will Texas have patience? That's, that's always the question. Will the boosters sit idly by as they watch Texas, you know, potentially not make a bowl this year? We'll see. Hey, but coming up next, let's talk about the other big games in the top 25 that had an impact on the Oklahoma Sooners' chances in the college football playoff. We'll do that next. But first, let me talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you will too. If you love playing props, then go to check out prize picks. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players you might not have ever even heard of. They offer any prop that you can think of, yardage, touchdowns, interceptions, rushing yards, sacks, points. It it doesn't matter. They got all the props that you could ever want. Go to prizepicks.com. Use our promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 100% instant match up to $100. So you put in $100, PrizePicks will give you $100. You put in $50, PrizePicks will give you $50. PrizePicks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron James points scored with passing yardage on Patrick Mahomes. Hey, and you can win more. Using the, use the award-winning app over on the App Store or the Google Play Store, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code Locked On to get your 100% deposit match. Download the app, prizepix.com. It's daily fantasy made easy. Today, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to make Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So go check out the channel over there. Subscribe to the show where we will be putting up content daily, just like we do with the podcast. It's all there every day. Get to see this face talking college football, if that's your thing. Um, Always available for you. Make sure you hit a like, subscribe to the show. And I'd love to hear your feedback. If you've got a question, we're always going to do a, a Twitter or a, a mailbag episode every week. Last week we did it on Thursday, but I'd love to do it on a Tuesday. So if you've got questions you'd like to have me answer here on the show, I'd love to have those answers for you. I'd love to talk football with you. Um, so send me an email, lockdownsooners at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, 
or on the Facebook account, Locked On Sooners Podcast. But let's talk about what else happened in the college football world. Alabama. So we're going to find out really quickly how quick the or how much the college football playoff really takes into account close losses or close wins, I should say. But really, you just you beat LSU barely, and um, you can kind of consider it a loss. But uh, Alabama squeaks by LSU. You know they do get the win, but it's a 2014 win for Bama. Uh, LSU kept this a game, and and a buddy of mine, Patrick Kahn, who we've had on the show several times, who now covers the Tigers for LSU Tigers Wire, he said that he texted me the next morning. Said if if LSU had Spencer Rattler, they would have won that game, and it's hard not to disagree. I mean the quarterback makes all the difference a lot of times. And if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going to, you're not going to win. So will Alabama drop at all in the college football playoff ranking polls? Probably not because they're Alabama. They get the benefit of the doubt in the USA today coaches poll. We'll talk about later in the show. They actually rose a spot. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, Yeah. You know, this is one of those things that's not really going to affect Oklahoma much unless Alabama loses. I think as long as Alabama continues to win, they're going to be there in the top four, and it's all going to come down to the SEC championship for Alabama. If they're able to knock off Georgia, then they'll be in the college football playoff along with Georgia. If they are not, now we talked about it last week on the show, could a, a close loss to Georgia allow a two-loss Alabama team to make the college football playoff? I have a really hard time believing it. A lot, of, a lot of things would have to happen for a two-loss Alabama team to make the college football playoff. Right now, there's a lot of congestion still at the top that needs to be figured out. But we got a few more weeks of college football. Enjoy it. It's, it's going to be over fast. Sadly, it's going to be over fast. Uh, and then this is the one that, that does impact Oklahoma. Number three, Michigan State falls to Purdue. Now, these rankings are based on last week's college football playoff rankings. So Michigan State was number three in the rankings. Purdue unranked. Uh, our guy Aiden O'Connell comes through, has a day, goes for 536 yards to uh, lead the, the Boilermakers, or as, a, as a, a buddy of mine said, the Spoilermakers. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I like a good pun. Um, and they, they knock off Michigan State, and they beat them, you know, 40 to 29. And Kenneth, Kenneth Walker actually has a really great day. He goes for 140 yards plus and, and has a really nice day, but it wasn't enough. And that's some of the issue in the Big Ten. Like, if you get behind and you can't throw the ball in the Big Ten, you're going to struggle. And that's what happened for Michigan State. They are just never able to stay in the game as Purdue was just slinging it around. Uh, but they're going to drop, and they should drop below Oklahoma. And you'd like to think that in the college football playoff rankings that Oklahoma will be able to rise up because of this, you hope. Um, how far are they going to be able to rise up? Because – you know, Michigan State beat Michigan, and Michigan was ranked one spot ahead of Oklahoma. How far will Michigan State drop? Because they won't drop past Michigan, so Oklahoma would have to jump Michigan and Michigan State to get much headway in the college football playoff rankings. This is the problem that I was talking about last week, is that how the committee sees these wins and losses, it, it matters a little bit. Um, and then you've got Number four, Oregon, hanging on to beat Washington. Washington has a 9-3 lead in the first quarter after picking up a safety in this game. But the Ducks' defense, they hold on. They, they're strong. They're really good, actually. Uh, and they allow just 166 total yards to, to the Huskies. 
Um, this is going to be another one of those litmus tests for the college football playoff community. Does a close win matter more than a loss? Now, Oregon should bump up a spot and take Michigan State's spot if things were reasonable, if things were could be predicted. Uh, but it's hard to say what's going to happen on that front. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't create a graphic for this one, but Ohio State, they come up with the nine-point win over Nebraska. Uh, hey, another another close win for the college football playoff to take into account, right? Ohio State survives a scrappy Nebraska team that, hey, Oklahoma also survived a scrappy Nebraska team. That's a that's a, a decent football team. You know, their, their win-loss record may not reflect it, but it's a team that plays a little bit better than their record, and their defense is a lot better than their record. Adrian Martinez is a really solid quarterback. Um, and so, well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how does the college football playoff community reflect that close win for Ohio State versus Oklahoma? I mean, two points, that's margin of error. error. We'll see what happens when the college football playoff committee you know, releases their second rankings. But I mean, I think what's evident here is that everybody aside from Georgia is, is a bit flawed as a football team. And it's going to happen where these teams have these close games. It's just going to happen. And it's bound to, I mean, we've seen Oklahoma have it all year. I think that's going to be less and less as the year goes on, because I think they found something with Caleb Williams. They're getting healthier as a football team. So I think they're going to be better as the season goes along. But I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot more parody in college football now than there ever has been. And I, I don't know that we should be holding close wins against teams. You know, if you want to hold losses against teams, absolutely do that. But, and, and of course I'm biased a little bit here talking about, you know, Oklahoma, but I think, if you penalize a person, a team, just because their win didn't look good, you, I feel like it sends the wrong message. Uh, because we have another one, you know, Cincinnati, another close win against a Tulsa team that was pretty, you know, pretty solid. I mean, Tulsa is always kind of scrappy, right? Like they're a team that you don't think much about. And they're not going to contend for national titles. They're not going to be um, in the the New York Six hunt as one of the group of five teams, but. They're, they're always going to give a power five team a game. They're always going to give a really good team a game. And, and they're, they're usually in it uh, through the end. They, they play tough. And so, you know, to see them hold Cincinnati to their third lowest point total of the season uh, behind Navy and Notre Dame, it's not surprising because Tulsa is a, a tough team. They, they, a lot of, a lot of times their defense is pretty good. They hold Desmond Ritter under 300 yards passing. Um, and, but Cincinnati comes away with the win and that should be the point. Cincinnati gets the win, but we'll see how, how the college football playoff committee reflects that in their rankings coming up. You know, you'll look at ESPN's college football playoff projections. You know, last week, Oklahoma was in four of their analysts, uh, top four, four of 11 analysts, top four this week, they're in just one. And I think that's a little bit reflective of the college football playoff committee rankings which we're overrating a little bit at this time of the season because they're garbage right now. And Oklahoma still is going to be playing some, you know, some tough teams. They got some big games coming up, but yeah. Yeah. There, there's at least one Mark Schlebeck over at ESPN who, who had uh, Oklahoma as their number two seed. They project them to be their number two seed in their college football playoff projections. Um, and so it's just a matter of, 
if Oklahoma does what they're supposed to do and they win the games they're supposed to win, they'll, they'll get in, we assume. But at this point, you know, you don't know what the college football playoff committee is going to do because they didn't really show Oklahoma much love on the front end of this. So we'll see what they say on Tuesday night after they release their second uh, edition of the rankings. I'll give you my reaction to that on the next episode or on that following episode. Uh, But coming up next, let's talk about um, where Oklahoma lands in the polls and kind of what we need to see from the Sooners coming up this week and the rest of the season to make sure they get into the college football playoff. We'll do that after I talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate. It tastes great and it's great for you. I love Built Bar. I've been eating it for more than a year now and it has been a fantastic part of my breakfast routine. Eat one every day when I go to work. Eat one when I'm just going for uh, running an errand. Yesterday I had two because you know I needed one for breakfast and then you know just was still feeling like I needed the energy, but it wasn't quite lunchtime yet. So I had a second one. I mean, I had a pretty active morning. So, you know, it was one of those I needed, I needed the extra energy built bar came through like it always does because it's high in protein, but it's low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar. It gives us all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. There's so many great flavors like raspberry, mint, brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. And they're always coming out with great special flavors as well. So make sure you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order over at built.com. And again, I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day. Hey, you should go check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast as well. It's free and available on every platform. Make that one your second listen. Get caught up on all the Big 12 news as well with our guy, Josh Neighbors. And hey, if you're a OKC Thunder fan, go check out Ryland Styles and the Locked On Thunder podcast. The phenomenal Ryland Styles does a great job over there uh, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, for the 2021-2022 basketball season. But let's talk about where Oklahoma lands in the latest uh, college football polls in the USA Today Coaches Poll. They stay at number four. So I feel like the coaches in the AP are giving Oklahoma a lot more love than the college football playoff community. And I think maybe there's a, a, a way where you start to factor that in to the college football playoff committee rankings. Like maybe they should start taking those things into account a little bit because these team, these, these voters that either cover the team or coach in college football might have something to say about who should be in the top four in the college football playoff. It's just a thought. Now, every poll is going to have a little bit of human bias. It's just, it's bound to happen. It, it does. It's bound to happen. But Oklahoma, an undefeated 9-0 team coming off a big 31-point win, should be in the top four of any poll that you have out there. It should be in the top four of any ranking because they're a Power 5 team that's undefeated. That's just the way it is. And looking at the AP Top 25, yep, you guessed it. They're number four in that one as well. So Oklahoma is where they should be. They're number four in those two polls. Um, and they've got a big game against Baylor this week who fell to number 18 in the USA Today Coaches Poll. Um, not surprising. I'm, I'm glad to see they're at least still in the top 25 after that loss. Of course, that would have been a really big drop had they dropped out. I'd like to think that Oklahoma will still be rewarded if they're able to go into Waco and beat Baylor, who is a top 20 team. We'll see. We'll see what the college football playoff community has to say about that uh, a week from tomorrow. But it's still a big game. 
you know, even though Baylor's only number, is number 18, that's still a huge game. You're going on the road. You're playing a team that played you tough last year. Two years ago, you had to have an epic comeback against to beat. You know, this is Caleb Williams, you know, only his – it's only his second – road. no, it's his third road game, second road game, uh, if you don't count the Texas game. And, I mean, he's going to have to be sharp in this game against Dave Aranda, who's going to probably have a really nice bounce-back performance after their loss against TCU. He's going to have his team ready to play. Uh, and then elsewhere in the poll, Alabama moves in front of Cincinnati for number four – or, sorry, for number two, but – I guess, I mean, both teams won. I guess what we're saying here is a close win to a bad LSU team means more than a close win to, to Tulsa, I guess. You know, again, this is that whole thing where, you know, we're holding wins against teams because you didn't win as impressive as you thought, as we thought you should. And as always, Alabama is going to get the benefit of the doubt on this one. And hey, it's okay. It's just the, the reality. It's just something we have to adjust to. Um, our, our college football context has to add these new elements into it. And Alabama is, they're going to be the team that always gets the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it was an interesting weekend. Uh, what was your favorite game this weekend? I'd love to hear from you. What was your favorite game to watch? I know from my family and I, we had a really great weekend, you know, on Saturday, coached my daughter's soccer team and, you know, it's U six. We don't know if they won or lost, but my team had a great game. They had a really, really fun time, and then we went to a birthday party. But you know, it was just nice to to have a Saturday where, yeah, you're you're in touch with what's going on in the college football world. You're watching some games a little bit, uh, but also you're you're doing some other things. So I hope you enjoyed your Saturday as well and your Sunday, um, and just enjoyed the bye week as much as the the team did. I think it's you know while it was a long season to get to the bye week for the Oklahoma Sooners. I think it's going to be a benefit now as they have the stretch run of the season, they're going to be able to come out of the bye healthier, refreshed, uh, hopefully re-energized and, and ready to make this stretch run. I mean, they got four games left in the regular or three games left in the regular season. They got the big 12 championship game. Hopefully that they'll, they'll be a part of and, and be playing in. And if they're able to take care of business, these next three games against Baylor, Iowa state, Oklahoma state, then, They'll be in the college football playoff. And if they're able to win that, then they should be, sorry, they'll be in the big 12 championship. And if they are able to win that, they'll be in the college football playoff. It's going to be a fun November. It's championship November, y'all. Are you ready? Let's get ready. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. Make sure you like and subscribe to this video for more uh, Oklahoma Sooners content here on Locked on Sooners. But until tomorrow... Boomer sooner.